welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. My name is Stuart Taylor, and over the last five days, we've been exploring some of the best sporting moments of 2021. The way that I've chosen these moments is by asking 10 separate people what they think is their number one sporting moment of 2021. And today I've got Warren Moon on the phone uh, to chat to him and to get his number one moment of sport in 2021. Warren Moon, how are you going today? Still very good, thanks, mate. A lot of time to reflect on your question when you asked me about it because I've been in the isolation. But yeah, very happy to be uh, joining you again. Well, that is an interesting question in itself. Uh, can you tell us uh, why you were in isolation and how things are going? Yeah, uh, a little bit of a COVID cluster through the group, uh, or Brisbane Roar, and um, I was not immune to that, so I picked it up as well. And uh, so, yeah, spent the Christmas period in isolation and uh, just happy to be out now. I'm back on the park training with some of the boys. Not everyone's out yet. So for those of us who are, are cursed with an incredible immune system and have never had COVID-19, how does it feel? Uh, like a bad flu. Uh, it's probably the best way to describe it. Um, felt pretty um, rough there for maybe three days and uh, just uh, had to rest up and, um, yeah, go through the process of just getting myself right. So, Warren, you are the Brisbane Raw manager. You're heavily involved in football. You've played football both in Australia and overseas. Yet the moment that you have chosen from 2021 isn't football. What is it? No, it's not. It's um, something that I think uh, growing up in Australia and every Olympics um, sort of captivates you, and it's it's the Boomers. It's the Australian Boomers basketball team. Since my recollection of the 92 Olympics with the Dream Team, you know, I had a, a real interest in the basketball, especially the Olympics, and in particular the Boomers, and uh, followed them through their Olympic campaigns. And, and this one grabbed me. I think it grabbed me as, I guess, my moment of the year, not so much for the uh, the win itself, but probably what it meant and the reaction it meant to not only the players, but the past players as well of the Boomers era. So um, that was my moment for 2021. And it was an incredible moment. The Boomers were uh, looking very sharp coming into the game where they actually had a playoff game with the US. They lost that game and then they had this opportunity to play against Slovenia in the bronze medal game. They had already played that game as Australians four previous times, hadn't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and, and obviously Australia's record of, of that match, that, that bronze medal match, um, and that, that, that they've unfortunately lost, I think, the last four was something that probably was history against them. It's something that they had to try and overcome. So I think that was what the interest was for many Australian fans of the, of the Boomers. Absolutely. And how do you think some of those past players responded to this incredible win? I think the, the one that caught me the most, and it's someone that, you know, I think most Australians, or if you like basketball, you uh, it's hard not to like Andrew Gaze, you know, and, uh, you know, the way, the emotion, the way he broke down on national television. And you see uh, that resilience being rewarded in this way, and it hasn't been for a long, long period yep, of time. Yep, yep. So for me, uh, selfishly, I feel a, a, a part of it. You should feel part of you it. Should. You should feel a significant part of this, mate. And to see Patty and the boys. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be quite emotional tonight, Lise. They're beautiful journeys. You don't have to win a medal to have a beautiful journey. And it's about what we want to stand for in representing Australia mm. and representing this sport. And I think of those that have been along for the journey that have their DNA on this. Yep. You know, there's so many that you look back on that toiled 
when you don't get a cent for playing the game, <laughs> when you're building stadiums, <laughs> you're building a sport, you're trying to generate it. And uh, for me, I am so grateful that, and it is tough, but I'm incredibly grateful that, that I, before the game, I, I called up my dad. Yep, I want to know about that. And just yep. to hear him talk about what this means to, to the sport and the humility and nothing to do with him, just about uh, how it, this is going to be good for Australia and Australian basketball and another tangible bit of evidence to say that we have arrived as a sport. How genuinely uh, happy he was for that group and knowing what it meant to him, but not only to him, but all, all the previous players before them because they've invested so much time, energy and effort into trying to get that medal for their country. And I think that the, the basketball program of the Australian team has, has been a good program for many years. And, you know, we've had some really good eras in Australian basketball. And I think there was a real peak in the 90s when um, basketball was on television and the, the, the National Basketball League was probably at its greatest when you had some really good teams like uh, Adelaide 36ers, the South East Melbourne Magic and um, uh, Melbourne Tigers and Perth Wildcats and, you know, it was a really exciting time for basketball, I thought, in this country. And I really enjoyed watching the games and the final series and the matchup between the Tigers and the 36ers. I remember those um, national uh, finals games and some great Aussie talent on show. And, you know, that was where what was the core of our makeup was for those Olympic teams. And, you know, watching them perform on the, on the world stage at the Olympics, you know, I was really invested in that. And, Always felt sad to them when they when they fell short in those Olympic campaigns. Yeah, rolling on to this one, it was just good to see, um, you know, the type of players that now playing that team are, are doing well again in the uh, the NBA as well. So it's almost like you can just see how the, the progression in Australian basketball has taken place with, it, with with where our talent plays now as well. And if you talk about one of those players, Paddy Mills, he was the captain of the Boomers. Two weeks before that, he's carrying the Australian flag out to open uh, the Tokyo Olympics at the opening ceremony they they lose against USA and he really takes that hard but he comes back and plays an absolutely perler of a game 42 points wins it for his country and he is as proud as an Australian as you've ever seen I just think the guy's a rock star I really do I think he's a national treasure and and you know I don't think uh, we talk about um, icons of Australia I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done on and off the basketball court you know, and, and, and the way he carries himself as a, you know, proud Aussie, you know, it just reflects, it just comes out in the way he plays. And, you know, you can just see absolutely invested in playing for his country. And, uh, you know, at times we just carry us over the line in, in some of those games in that campaign. Just gone in Japan and, uh, yeah, love the guy. And I love what he's doing in the NBA at the moment as well. You can just see he's, he's gone to another level. And I think that might be, you know, as a confidence boost from what he did at the Olympics as well. He's, he's, he's certainly performing well in the NBA. We've been waiting for this time, for this moment for a long time. And, you know, it's taken a lot of, a lot of experiences, a lot of ups, a lot of downs for us to get over the hump. And uh, it's our culture at the end of the day. It's our Australian culture, our Aussie spirit. It's the boys being able to hang together and understand the meaning of what it means to represent your country and how deep the layers go for it to just come pouring out in moments like this. And now that we've made it over the hill, this is the, this is the standard now of Australian basketball for, for men and 
We take nothing less. We, we say that, you know, gold vibes only is a standard and we don't accept anything less from on the court, off the court, all of our preparation and it pays off in, in the long run. So it's guys like Andrew Gaze and, and Andrew Bogut and Uncle Danny Moore, Sue and, um, you know, and, and the great Matt from, from day one, you know, it's all of these people that, that we went and touched and made sure we, we revisited where this Boomers program started. But uh, it's time to bring an Olympic medal home back to our country, Australia, so I can hang it up at mum and dad's house. Well, there was a moment in the game, Australia versus Slovenia, where uh, Australia seemed to be on top the whole time. But there was a moment towards, I, I think it was the third or the fourth quarter, where Australia seemed to be in a position where they could psych themselves out and potentially lose the game for themselves, uh, yet they were able to hold on. What sort of characteristics does a team and an individual need in those big games and those big moments? It still feels different to me, this game. I think there's a lot of winners and there's a lot of good big uh, big name players in our side. And I remember thinking, yeah, it did get as close, I think, to three points at one stage, but... You know, there was a lot of cool heads out there, and I think that was uh, Slovenia's moment, but I don't think our boys were rattled in the game and the occasion. And I think, from memory, it might have actually been Paddy Mills came up with a couple of good shots, and, you know, we just steadied it. And I think there was a lot of cool heads and the calmness. There wasn't a panic about what they did, a real composure in those moments. And uh, I think from there, I think uh, I think it blew out to a comfortable win in the end. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a moment in the match, but the boys... Uh, were definitely good enough to get across the line and uh, celebrate their bronze was, was was really great to see. It is, and it can be hard for a player in a team to maintain composure throughout the entirety of a major game. How do you go from um, feel like you're losing that control to try and regain that control in those big games? Yeah, look, it, sometimes in elite sport you have to accept there's going to be times the opposition are going to get gain superiority or be on top. And I think in those moments, you have to have to learn how to stay calm. You have to learn how to suffer in those moments and just be as resilient as you can be, uh, you know, and, and stay in those moments because you know things will change. The game ebbs and flows. And I think that's what it reminded me of there. They hung in tough, waiting for their moment to try and execute their skills and stick to what they do well, which is their processes. And, and, and obviously, uh, once you do that, you know, you can gain superiority again in the upper hand. And basketball is definitely a game like that. Football is a game like that as well. Not in so many ebbs and flows as basketball, but I, I, you do see that in basketball quite a lot. And I think you do see the sides are hanging there tough. And even when sides are going on a scoring streak, it's just hanging in tough and um, playing hard basketball. And that's what that the Boomers did in that game, especially I thought I wasn't nervous actually in that game. I, I thought they, even when they got to three points, you could see there was a real confidence about that group. And, um, I think it, like I said, in the end, it blew out to a comfortable win. And um, yeah, it's probably the one time I thought, yeah, uh, they were getting a medal in that moment. I don't mean to spoil your night or to bring up old demons, but I do recall a game in the finals, Brisbane Raw versus Adelaide at Morton Daly Stadium. Uh, Brisbane Raw were behind. They were struggling uh, in the first half. And then uh, obviously you've spoken to your players and they came out incredibly strong lost the game, but certainly gave a good account of themselves in that second half and potentially could have won it. Is that a case or a moment of the moment getting better of a player or is it is it different to that? Oh, no, I think there's moments both ways. I mean, but you could probably 
applied more to Adelaide than us. You know, they they got the jump in us, were better than us in the first half, and they would obviously expect a reaction from Brisbane Raw, and they and we certainly gave them a reaction. But again, over ninety minutes, they executed their skills and they got the the job done by uh, performing when it mattered, and we. And we weren't quite good enough over the 90 minutes. And I think probably if, if you want to apply that, it probably applies more to Adelaide than us. You know, if you look at us in that game, yeah, we started poorly, didn't execute our skills. And then we were the ones trying to find a reaction and uh, claw our way back into the game. But I, I, I think it probably applies more to Adelaide in, in that case. Despite the result, it was a moment in the history of Brisbane Raw and a very special moment to be a part of despite the loss. Yeah, absolutely. We played finals football when, when probably no one gave us a chance to make finals on, you know, one of the smallest budgets in the A-League and we um, uh, accounted ourselves very well all season. But when we got to that moment, you know, it was disappointing. We couldn't actually get over the line and go deeper into the final series. I think um, I won't forget the atmosphere in that stadium in that second half that day. That was electric and you know, I certainly feel like we had enough moments to equalise and go on to win that game. And that's the biggest disappointment because I just felt a second goal would have just created an atmosphere and a moment for those fans and they deserved it. You know, that would have been probably would have actually taken the atmosphere to another level. And had that happened, I've no doubt we would have gone on to win that game. Where does Brisbane Raw go from here? You've had a, a, a pretty hard start to the season and now your team has been absolutely stricken with COVID. You've had a month's break. You've got a game coming up this week or next week, next Wednesday. How does a team uh, congeal and become a team with such adversity? Look, it's not been an ideal start. And uh, I've gone on record to say oh, I haven't been happy with a couple of things around the um, the travel arrangements that were put in place. You know, we've gone three times into Melbourne in the first four games, two of which were same-day travel which severely impacted our performance and the uh, physical capacity of our players. And then obviously COVID's come at a time where it hasn't helped us to try and find momentum to turn that around, you know. So there's been a long time between round one and still waiting for our first win of the season and trying to find, gain some confidence and momentum. So, yeah, it's it's a challenge for us now. It's a challenge for us to come in and, you know, but I think we can't get too hung up on results right now. I think what we need to do is actually work hard on performance, you know, because you know, we could come out and um, try and find the win and, and, and feel the pressure of getting a win. But in reality, we've got enough good players in our squad, young and old, that if we start performing and performing to the level we did last season, um, wins will come. And then if they come, if, even if it's not in the first game after our break or the second, you know, once we get that first, we can go on the roll and just like we haven't won in three or four, we will go on a win, a run where we'll win three or four on the bounce. And, you know, I've got every confidence in our group that we can do that. Bringing it back to basketball, how important was this bronze medal for the future of Australian basketball? I think it's really important. You know, I think it's, for me, it's part of, that's how I looked at it. And I see correlations between uh, football in our country and, and basketball. It's not the number one sport. Um, you know, I certainly think we, we could learn from basketball, but, the, you know, their program something to be admired. You know, there's been a, a gradual progression and an improvement in the quality of players that come out of their programs through the national team and domestically. And, um, you know, I, I feel like that's just reward third place at an Olympics in, um, you know, in a sport that's really, really difficult. 
to do well. You know, there's some great countries all over the world that play basketball and do at a very high level. So um, I think it's uh, it's going to be a shot in the arm that basketball needs in this country. And uh, like I said, people like Paddy Mills and Joe Ingles and Delia Dover, uh, Baines, all part of the uh, of the journey. Like they they they've had a huge impact on the game. And you know, I think it's. Uh, well, it certainly cements uh, Paddy Mills' legacy. I think he's going to go down as one of the greats of, of Australian basketball. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's going to inspire more youngsters to, to play that game, I guess. And then looking to 2032, Brisbane Olympics, uh, and how important that is for the game of football, what do you think uh, we need to do now to get ready to be prepared to pull out a result like the Boomers did in Tokyo 2020? Well, I think we need to have a conversation about it. I think that's what needs to happen. You know, I don't know if there's enough... You know, I think the academies of the, all the A-League sides need to be thinking about how many players can we get from our academy into that um, Olympic squad for 2032 on our on our home soil in Brisbane. And, um, you know, from a Brisbane Raw point of view, how many players can we get from Brisbane representing our country in our own backyard? And I think that's the big one for us. We need to try and develop as many young players and put them in that um, shop window for whoever the national team coach would be at the time. And get as much Brisbane, Queensland representation as we can at the uh, at our home Olympics. Well, on that note, Warren, thank you for sharing your moment of 2021 sporting moment. From a football perspective, was there a clear moment that you really enjoyed as a coach from 2021? Perth Glory home win when we secured our final spot. That was magic. It was a beautiful game. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it was a good night. You know, there was a lot of pressure on it. Perth still had a chance to make it as well, so they needed to win. It was a very a very tense game. But when Riku, I think, scored that second goal, I think the whole stadium, just the relief, you could feel it in the, the celebration. And, uh, you know, although Perth scored a late goal, we, we had enough to hang on and secure the uh, spot in the final. Thanks for that, Warren. And we'll uh, talk again soon. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thanks, Stuart. Cheers, mate. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Future Champions podcast, the top 10 sporting moments of 2021. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other great episodes from 2021 and 2020. My name is Stuart Taylor. Stay safe.